I was just looking at some video of John Tory shot around the midnight hour where he left his office and he was accompanied by, it looks like one individual, and then I guess one of his bodyguards drivers, but that was it, walked past a phalanx of reporters, made no comment. And an hour before that, he had handed in his letter. And for all the predictions that, well, maybe there's some sort of an end game here, he's gonna change his mind, he's gonna stay on, he could take a leave. Uh, for all of the predictions yesterday of high drama, as concerns the budget that the, you know, a portion of councillors were going to try and launch some sort of a putsch. The real drama yesterday came in the form of the protesters who kept routinely disrupting the proceedings and then Francis Nunziata, the speaker, would kick everybody out. Um, that happened three times, although once was just they went to lunch early when some guy started yelling from, from the, uh, the gallery. Uh, and then I guess the other drama was a very silent one in looking across the council chamber from where I was sitting, which was up in the press gallery, and seeing John Tory looking tired, defeated, and isolated in many ways. And then there were these you know, few moments where he was doing his job the way John Tory has always done his job. I mean, actually marshalling the budget was how he has always done his job. The other was paying a very, very glowing tribute to an outgoing civil servant and presenting him with a plaque, or it wasn't really a plaque, it's a, a parchment paper that's been framed, and it's a declaration. And I thought that's probably, aside from his letter of resignation, one of the last things John Tory will ever sign as mayor of Toronto. His letter of resignation simply says, he writes to the city clerk, in accordance with the City of Toronto Act, I hereby submit my resignation from the office of mayor for the City of Toronto, effective 5 p.m. EST. Goes on to thank the people of Toronto. He apologizes again, and he says, I will continue to be a contributing citizen, hopefully in a number of different ways. That is because I love the people of Toronto. I will never stop believing in Toronto and all of the residents who make it up. Here's truly John Tory. Uh, we're joined by Robert Benzie, Queen's Park Bureau Chief for the Toronto Star. Good morning, Benzie. Good morning, John. Okay, uh, let's start at Toronto City Hall and then work our way out to the provincial platform. But just, you know, it's very sad. Uh, you cover politicians, you get to know them. Uh, for us here at News Talk 1010, it's even more so because he was a co-worker for many, many years. And it's sad to see it all wind up like this. No, it, it, it is, uh, John. I mean, I, I covered Mayor Tory when he was the progressive conservative leader um, uh, at Queen's Park uh, for, for years. And uh, he uh, was always treated reporters and, and, uh, and the media in general very fairly. And, and we, we appreciated that. Uh, and then, of course, after he when he was a, a host on the afternoon show on, uh, on News Talk, I would, uh, I would come on as a guest with him. So it's interesting to have that different rapport with a, uh, with a politician when they're in politics and when they're out politics. And I, I really do think what the mayor said in his resignation letter last night is that it is true. I mean, he will have something to say. He, we haven't heard the last of him. And I think actually I won't be surprised if the province uh, gets Mayor Tory to do something. Remember, Premier Dalton McGuinty's Liberals um, asked Mayor Tory to look at the future of Ontario Place, did a, a, an exhaustive report on that a decade ago. Uh, and they did that because th they trusted his judgment, even though he'd been a political opponent. Doug Ford, the Premier, uh, you know, lost the 2014 mayoral race to John Tory. Um, a lot of people forget that that it was Doug Ford, not Rob Ford, on the ballot that year, because Rob Ford, of course, his late brother, had had fallen ill. So, um, and yet yesterday you had Doug Ford 
pleading with John Tory not to resign, saying that we needed him, the city needed him. And that was the most prominent person, I think, in the country to say that, that Tory shouldn't quit. And I'm sure that it felt good for Mayor Tory to hear that from the premier. I mean, the two are not, they're, they're probably closer now than they've ever been, but they weren't close for many, many years. They were political opponents within the Conservative Party for many years. And I think yesterday's appeal from the Premier must have felt good on, on some level to, to the mayor. Well, let's listen to a little bit of what Doug Ford had to say. Ultimately, it didn't help. And, you know, I'm told by some sources there was not a moment between last Friday and last night that the mayor contemplated staying around. Uh, it's not time to change. Everything's going tickety-boo in Toronto, working well with the federal and provincial government. And uh, what happens in their private life is strictly up to the mayor and their family. Okay, I'm not sure everything's going tickety-boo, Robert Benzie, but, you know, we can leave that to Doug Ford's analysis. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, he got a little bit, he kind of bridled the premier when he was asked about <laughs> this uh, stag and doe party business. I mean, basically, he said in 150 words, nothing to see here and quiet down. Yeah, I mean, I think this this issue with the, his daughter's wedding um, uh, last summer and people being at the Stag and Doe party paying $150 to go, I think, I mean, I, look, I, I know that the, it, it, it clearly bothers the premier that his family is being um, uh, brought into, into this issue. And I think it's because <clears throat> a lot of people are concerned about what's happening with the Greenbelt. Remember, the, the, the Tories have... Um, opened up 7,400 acres of the Greenbelt, 15 parcels of land to development, and they've added 9,400 acres in another part of the the province uh, to, to to sort of as the land swap to account for that. And eight of the 15 properties affected have been sold, or bought, or sold since um, Premier Ford took office in 2018. So. The optics aren't great when some of the developers who will profit from that change uh, are at personal private family events. Now, Mr. Ford has maintained that no one was tipped off uh, to the government's U-turn because remember, John, this is something that the government had said it would never do. And then it did it last fall. Uh, meanwhile, uh, one of your uh, good colleagues, Martin Redcone, takes a fairly strident position today, insisting that Caroline Mulroney should be handing in her resignation. What exactly is the controversy here? Yeah, this is our most read story in the Star this morning, uh, Martin's column about uh, the transportation minister. And this is actually, this is one of these things, these stupid small things that politicians do that make you question the their ability and the, the or the competence of their office in general. Um, someone in the in the minister's office, so ultimately it's Mulroney's fault because um, she's the boss. Uh, ordered that that uh, two NDP MPPs, Peter Tabins and uh, Kristen Wong Tam, be taken off of an email uh, list to be invited into consultations about the future of the trees at Osgoode Hall, and, and, and I remember all the trees, the, the tree controversy about the, the the new Ontario Line subway construction. It's so petty and stupid john i don't understand what she was thinking i mean i mean i may presumably this kind of stuff doesn't get to her desk but it sets a tone she's not a she's not a very effective communicator she runs from reporters which is surprising because she's she's actually a very smart person if you speak to her personally she's she's smart and charming and engaging and and her father is one of the greatest 
po- political operators this country's ever seen. Brian Mulroney was a master at dealing with the press, and uh, and she just doesn't seem to have the same um, acumen or or will actually that her father had, and it's too bad. And it's and her mother too was a terrific political operator. Mila Mulroney works the room better than most people most people who name whose names are on ballots. But but uh, for whatever reason, the transportation minister uh, is is very camera shy. She is uh, and and and. Clearly, someone in her office doesn't have a very good political antenna because this is one of these small, small things that becomes a big things. My colleague Lex, Lex Harvey, who covers transportation for the Star, broke this story, and um, and Martin has sort of added to the fire by saying the premier really needs to look at her as a as a minister and is she is she fit to remain in office? Interesting stuff. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Thanks, John.